Death Spiral yet again. It is the only anime podcast that made it onto Obama's Spotify rap this year. <laughs> we are now we are now the Christmas cake of podcasts. It's after the 25th. Nobody wants us. We're post-Christmas. Nate, did you get any anime for Christmas? Uh, no, I unfortunately did not get any anime for Christmas. I only got the love and affection of those close to me in my life. You got lumps of coal. I know. I got fucking screwed is what happened. I didn't get any figs. I didn't get any Blu-rays. Uh, I did not get my my official perfect blue body pillow that I hold close to me at night. How unfortunate. So another year of failure. Listen, I need something to keep me warm at night now that I, my wife makes me sleep on the couch. I, uh, I didn't get any anime either. I did give my siblings, I got one of them, uh, the Dungeon Meshi Adventures Bible as a companion piece for when the show comes out. Oh, very cool, very cool. Ancillary yes, media. Yes, literally cool, actually cool anime merchandise. Is there not like an official Dungeon Meshi cookbook? There's gotta be, right? Dungeon Meshi is a cookbook. <laughs> Every chapter has a fully fleshed out recipe in it. Yeah, but for like fantasy fake monster creatures not like practical uses you could just substitute regular real creatures for it i'm sure it wouldn't change the recipe that much okay what do you substitute for a slime i don't know frogs you think frogs are made of slime snails snails maybe why not a jellyfish A, a jellyfish sure all the same shit that's a fish and i gave my other sibling the the world of kaneko inuki which is something i might have talked about a long time ago but it is fucking kick-ass short horror stories by kaneko inuki who is probably the best uh kazuo mez disciple working today i'm sorry jinji ito but uh, she kicks your ass. Oh, no. You can't go there. I went there. I went there. Actually, oh, uh, thank you for reminding me. I take it all back. I did get anime for Christmas. Oh, this motherfucker was lying to me. Yeah, well, you know my short-term memory is absolutely shot. Your brain is cooked. From yes. drinking all the turpentine. Now, I got a uh, collected volume of the Soichi Junji Ito stories. Uh, the little boy that eats nails. So you did get anime. I did. I did get some anime for Christmas. Wow. Uh, let's let's celebrate. It's a joyous occasion. <laughs> Finally, something good comes out of Christmas. <laughs> uh, you hadn't read those yet. Uh, I've, those were new. I, I've read stuff uploaded online here and there, but never fully collected in one volume. And it goes into my very vast Junji Ito collection that I do have in, in hardback. It's actually probably one of the only mangas that I do collect in a physical form because they just, they feel, I, I personally think they feel more correct to read in a hardback book than, than in a paperback <laughs> or scanned online. And they're slightly less embarrassing for a stranger to see on your shelf. Yeah, it looks like I'm reading, you know, something legitimate with uh, artistic merit. Yeah, like something cool. Instead of... Uh, an entire bookcase of One Piece, <laughs> all four, five hundred volumes or whatever it is now. Oh God, I don't even know how many Tonkaban volumes One Piece is up to at this uh, point. We are talking about um, the old lady who gets crushed by boxes of newspapers. Levels of One Piece, <laughs> a hoarder house. They find you crushed under all the recycled shonen print. I mean, you really could be one of those hoarder houses with no cats or anything. You would just have like. Dragon Ball and One Piece volumes all over your house. You sleep on a pile of them. Uh, of of the few millennials 
that do have houses, statistically, not a lot of them are going to be hoarders, but the ones that are, uh, you will find them crushed under, like, crusty anime figs and food-stained volumes of Dragon Ball and One Piece and, and old bleach. <laughs> Most people don't buy manga anymore. I don't think they buy their manga. I think even people who, like, read legit are, like, most comic book readers in this country, they've switched over to, like, apps and shit. Nobody's buying DVDs. Nobody's buying paperbacks. I mean, the Shueisha app is probably the most popular one because that has yeah. that has all the big stuff, right? Kids be on their phones. Yeah. When I was in Tokyo, I saw plenty of people scrolling manga on their phones. So it's not yeah. just over here. But that is to say the physical publishing industry in Japan, at least for manga, is still huge. Like, absolutely huge. I don't think that's going away there, at least anytime soon. Well, yeah, because they can literally take, like, recycled gum wrappers, slap a picture of Deku from uh, My Hero Academia on it, and sell it for 20 bucks. Like, it, yeah, I, I think I think that business model is still working pretty well. Well, Shonen Jump is super, super cheap over there. It's like $2 a week to stay up to date on all of the most current promoted manga you know, the Shonen and Jump endorsed ones. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying, that everyone's kind of moved over to the horrid subscription model that plagues human society right now. Do you think if you, like, split up, uh, like, one of those paper hornet nests, there's, like, Berserk and, uh, <laughs> like, One Piece and, yeah. and JoJo and shit in there? <laughs> <laughs> like some kind of horrid manga chimera amalgamation. What was that Cronenberg um, movie where all the rich people melt together at the end? You know what I'm talking about? That's that's Brian Yuzna. That's not Cronenberg. Oh, that's soci that's called bad. society. Yes, society. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Society, huh? <laughs> An honest mistake, but yes, that is that is Yuzna. Okay. His crowning achievement. I don't even, it's not even a B movie. It's like a C movie version of Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. I mean, that's, that is basically what it is, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, kicks ass. It fucking rocks. I mean, I wish Kubrick had used more wet puppets. That's Yeah. For sure. You know, I heard before he died, his version of AI, they were using wet puppets for all the children. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but uh, Spielberg came in and he's. He's such a hack. He had to. He came in and said, "Hey, hey, we got to make these kids less greasy. We can't put that on film. We got to get that that creepy kid. Let's get him in there. Let's get these puppets out of here." <laughs> well, I would tell you, I didn't pay. Besides those two volumes, I didn't pay for anime, but I did watch some. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, for the last three months, I this might shock you. I have been regularly watching anime. On a regular basis, can you believe it? I'm almost in disbelief, but go on. Speaking of these subscription models, I basically do not watch or read anything on, like, a regular basis anymore. I It's hard to remember 40, 50 years ago to my childhood when a, a television show would come on at a specific time and I would have to go to the TV and turn it on and watch it. Uh, it's, it's such a distant, foggy memory. Well, I mean, the internet and, and streaming sites and, uh, streaming distribution kind of disrupted when, when TV shows were like something we all watch, you know, 
we grew up with Toonami, right, on Cartoon Network. Well, you didn't because you were a weird kid and you didn't have cable growing up. Yeah, but I watched it through my neighbor's window sometimes. <laughs> oh, lucky. Like, like a little, the little match girl. Yes. When it wasn't too <laughs> cold outside, I would just stare with my cheek up against the window. <laughs> I couldn't hear it very well, though. That was the problem. Uh, you had to learn to read the animated lips real well. <laughs> yes. This is actually why I'm a subtitle guy in the sub versus dub fight. Well, what I'm trying to say is maybe not you, but me and like normal kids that I grew up with, we watched Toonami, which was like the anime block on Cartoon Network. So it was just whatever showed up on there was kind of the cultural touch point for what we considered anime. And as soon as wide distribution and fan subbing and all of that really exploded not coincidentally alongside the 2008 financial crash i want to say that really kind of like made it much more like all right well what anime can you find it became a much more personalized viewing experience almost you know, you have to go out and search the internet for stuff that you're into, and then hopefully you can get someone to watch it with you if you really want to show it to them. Well, here's the weird wrinkle, because yes, I, I was not watching Toonami, but around the same time, a little bit a little bit afterwards, uh, I had uh, no access to television, but I did have access to uh, completely anonymous Winamp streams. Uh, no control over what you'd watch. Yeah, there was never any way to tell uh, what these like random streaming uh, addresses were going to play. So then you were really on the ground floor of what I'm talking about. Well, yes, because people would just play 40 hours of old Gundam episodes in a row and just have that streaming for, you know, a week straight or whatever. I mean, that's just good karma. You would just check in and out. I, sometimes I would get on and I would click at a random address and be like, oh, this is The Simpsons, but it's like dubbed in Spanish for some reason. I guess I'll, I know this episode, so I'll just like I'll watch it for a little while. Uh, <laughs> Spanish voices are sure weird. What a crazy language. Uh, <laughs> and then I would check in later and it would be like some Sailor Moonshed I'd never seen that like didn't get over here on the VHS tapes that I was watching Sailor Moon at the time. Mm hmm. There'd be, like, Pokemon episodes that hadn't been released yet. And that was mind-blowing. Because also, those were all pirated, so they were all fan-subbed. Uh, so we had, like, the really extra shit where, like, different characters would get different font colors. And, oh, like, the that. opening That's and so cool. ending themes had, like, both the Japanese and English translations that were, like, synced up. Uh, all that crazy shit that is now dead because of the official versions being released, uh, unfortunately. But along with these official versions come uh, something that Crunchyroll has dubbed uh, uh, simulcasting, which as much as I love the fan dubbing community, uh, I do love watching an anime as soon as it airs, so I do not have to wait. I mean, we've talked about Spy Family. Love me some Spy Family. Jujutsu. Kukaisen. Oh, oh. No, I know we both watched those, but uh, by the time this comes out, those finales should have been released. But uh, there are some shows that wrapped up that uh, I know you pretty much uh, completely ignored. Oh, uh, yeah. I almost dropped everything that I started from from the last season premiere yeah. premiere list. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's because I, I deliberately chose to watch a bunch of trash. 
because who else was going to do it? Uh, I did it for the people. So Well, let me tell you, I did finish watching some things from this season. Since the next season is starting, I'm going to check back in. We're going to do our quad quad yearly <laughs> check-in. Listen, it's uh, that time of year again. Premieres are coming around. We got to talk to the people about the news. We got to talk about the people and the news and talk about them and talk about the anime with, with the news and the people. I managed to finish five shows. Wow. This is pretty good. That's a that's a that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Um that is much more than I than I finished, which again was yes, none. Yes, which was zero. So shows. again, uh, uh, many commendations for for making it through that. Yes, and this is this is a surprising number because I was watching uh, ten shows probably um, week to week, uh, but five five managed to make it through. Obviously, Spy Fam and Juju, but uh, we talked a little bit about this. But I did finish. Uh, Ron Kamenahashi, deranged detective, or forbidden deductions, excuse me. The forbidden deductions of Ron Kamenahashi. Now, that is one that I that I watched the premiere of as well. I honestly did not get hooked at all from the premise or the animation uh, or anything really about it. So uh, good on you for, I guess, following through. Did it get better? No, that's the weird thing is like I never really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, that's, I didn't really okay. enjoy it at any point. This is one of the ones I had read some of like a first few chapters. So I guess I was just checking back in out of morbid curiosity I do this sometimes where I just want to know, does it ever pick up? Does it ever get better at any point? Does like something more interesting happen? But for Ron Kamenahashi, no, I, I had bailed on the manga at the point where they had revealed that he is a direct blood descendant of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, I hated that twist so much. I just stopped reading cold and was like, fuck this. What? No, you stopped right when it was getting fucking good then, because that <laughs> no. is that's the funniest thing that they could have done. No, it is. It sucks so bad. Okay, now I have questions. I have questions from someone who bailed on the show to someone who followed through on it. Sure. At the end of the first episode, they really set up the concept that he has uh, evil genius mind control powers that he uses to make villains kill themselves or something. Yes, And correct. They really kind of highlight that as a supernatural ability uh, with glowing <laughs> eyes and and whatnot and maybe were there runes i think there may have been runes involved anyway uh you said because in the manga it's it's much more i don't know i don't want to say subtle but it's <laughs> presented as him just kind of like being super convincing at topic talking people into killing themselves i kind of it's weird. It's confusing. And actually what we learn over the course of this season makes it even more confusing. What 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 do you want to know about the horrible uh mind control powers? I want to know where they settled on whether or not it was supernatural. Okay, yes. Yeah. So these powers are not discussed very often, but there is an episode that introduces a super genius uh surgery girl doctor. Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's constant. Her her gag is that she's like constantly injuring herself because she's super clumsy. So she's covered in bandages and stuff. Uh, but she's a super doctor. Now, is she an adult or is this like a a, a Doogie Hauser situation? No, she she is seems like a a very young adult woman. But uh, she's a professional surgeon. 
Okay. Uh, after, you know, them striking it off during one of the cases where Ron disproves uh, psychic powers, ironically enough. Wait, he disproves them? Yes, he disproves. Does he use his psychic powers to disprove them? He, 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 no, but he does use his psychic powers in the episode. What? Uh, which what? really confuses the entire thing. It's not. It's not very well thought out. She does later on do like a cat scan of Ron's brain in the in the pursuit of the source of this horrible power that he has. She finds the evil gene in him. Well, no, she determines that this is something that was implanted into him when he was a child. It's not an inherent technique like it would usually be in any anime. This is like a tumor that somebody actually physically put into his brain. So what? He has some kind of of evil. I don't evil tumor. <laughs> I I can't a, I, a tumor that emanates evil into his brain. I truly don't know if there was a translation thing that doesn't make it across in English, or which more so that I suspect uh, it just does not make sense at all on any level. Mm, all mm, we know is mm-hmm. that it is something physically wrong or physically inside his brain there's some kind of physical thing in his body that makes him do that uh (laughs) this is not further explored at any point (laughs) uh the pretty much ignore it up until the final few minutes of the last episode where uh instead of trying to get to the bottom of that we just have more of the bloodline stuff which is obviously the more boring out of the two conundrums of the show Mm -hmm. the sherlock holmes stuff i hate i truly hate i mean i would rather have every episode devoted to this stupid eyeball powers uh is sherlock holmes (laughs) sheringan instead of diving into uh (laughs) the moriarty siblings who are trying to ruin ron's life out of some kind of decades-long grudge. Oh, man. I think Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, I think that he would be a huge weeaboo. I think he'd be uh, he'd be on that otaku lifestyle. Man, I gotta disagree. I think he was probably extraordinarily racist. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry to say, uh, uh, the man was British through and through. Uh, well, what what is more racist than than appropriating the Japanese culture uh, in a British way? I mean, he did love serialization, that's for sure. But he hated fans and fan culture, um, so it's hard to say. Never mind. He sounds like a cool but, guy. Uh, let me let me finish out here because I did finish that. Unfortunately, more fortunately, I did finish out. Uh, Dark Gathering. All right. Which over the course of the season, I did find out is somehow related to um, a NetEase game. I think a mobile game. Didn't know that going in. Didn't really matter, though. There Mm. is a heavy ghost collecting element of the show. So Mm -hmm. maybe I should have guessed. Cross media promotion. Got to do that. Yes. Do you remember me telling you about Dark Gathering? Yeah, yeah. That was the one that uh, showed up on Shudder, right? Uh, yes, it yeah. did. I think like the first couple episodes or something. Yeah, I remember a little about it. Yeah, how, how'd that one go? I liked Dark Gathering. I think I had mentioned at the time it caught my interest because of the like Gap Moe thing it was doing where this, like, this cute little girl is obsessed with collecting ghosts and... Uh, you think it's going to be like, oh, it's kind of like a Pokemon thing. She's going to, like, capture ghosts. A yokai watch. Actually, yeah, the ghosts are horrifying, and the way they are portrayed is, like, gory and fucked up and creepy. 
Uh, it's great, and I really like that element of it. The way that the ghosts and curses and stuff just, like, absolutely obliterate your expectations for, like, what a, a kind of kind of kidsy is looking anime sometimes it does look like that uh, is going to show you is fantastic and i think the overall story is it's it's fine it's okay uh but the characters are fun and the ghosts the ghost battles are adequately squishy bloody now, squishy wait, is it a pokemon thing does she have control of these ghosts that she captures sort of Generally, the loop is like this. She discovers a haunted location. Mm-hmm. She brings her two friends who want, uh, happen to be uh, college kids for some reason. They go there. She has a ghost already with her. You know, she's got to have someone on her team. They get trapped by the ghost. The ghost tries to kill them by, like, cutting their heads open or pulling their guts out or, like, body swapping with them or... Or maybe, like, dropping them into a bottomless pit or whatever. Or uh, dropping them by an anvil or a piano on their head. Or, like, one episode where the, the one girl gets impregnated by the ghost and the ghost baby grows so big it tries to burst out of her stomach. Okay, all right. Yeah, there's a line <laughs> for for many people. That one, that one crosses it for me. I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't like that kind of body horror. Uh, that kind of weirds Look, it me out. It doesn't. It it doesn't actually do it. I mean, they do oh, defeat good. the ghost before before her stomach bursts. But I mean, that's like that's that's fetish shit, though. It's a ha- it's a haunted house thing. I'm not gonna get into it. it there's a whole. Thing I don't know about what kind it. of haunted houses they have in Japan, but okay, go you on. You know exactly what kind of haunted houses. <laughs> uh, there's some incest shit involved. You better believe it. She takes her ghost doll. She has, in the past, trapped a ghost in a doll. And she deploys the ghost to eat the other ghost. And they have a ghost battle. And each ghost has their own unique powers. She gets a ghost that is the ghost of like a dead uh, geisha Mm -hmm. who summons Mm -hmm. butterflies that are actually made out of fire. And when they land on you, she sucks your life out through the fiery butterflies She's got a dude who kills himself, and whenever he kills himself, the wounds appear on his enemies. Oh, nice. pretty cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, She's got a a cursed monk who whispers a horrible spell that causes people to uh, go insane. That's a cool one. All right. They have to be careful with that one because they also will go insane if they hear the whispering. It's pretty cool. Now, now let me ask you this uh, real quick. How do you think she would hold up in a ghost off, a ghost match uh, against the little girl from Dr. Sleep with the shining ghosts? She would obliterate that little girl. It would be it would be no contest really at all. Because yes. those shining ghosts, those are like some, I would say those are at least A tier, S tier ghosts. Like, they're up there. I mean, what can a shining ghost really do? Um, Not much. It can, make, it can make your dad kill you. Yeah, but that's pretty much it, right? Well, it's the one thing we saw. It can do the elevator thing. Uh, what? Um, it can make a bunch of skeletons dance in a hallway. It can make uh, topiaries come to life and, and try and kill you there's plenty of stuff the shining ghost can do because it's really it's the hotel that's evil the hotel has all the ghosts yeah see um yayoi our main girl she has a ghost 
that can make a mech out of spare body parts. Like some kind of meat mech? A meat mech, yes. <laughs> like the uh, like the Magic Man episode from Adventure Time. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. She can also, uh, the ghost can turn anyone into meatballs with its mind, and then it eats the meatballs to grow strong. So a meat mech with some kind of meat mind manipulation powers. Yeah, there are no uh, shining ghosts that can even come close to this shit. I mean, we're talking different leagues here. Okay, all uh, right. Also, like, Yayui is, uh, like, a super genius, and she's, like, insanely good at fighting ghosts. She's, like, absolute prodigy at ghost fighting. And if I remember correctly, the Dr. Sleep girl is pretty much just a regular girl. Well, I mean, you know, she had training by Danny... Uh, old man yeah, a fucking sad sack drunk has been yeah but he was the greatest there ever was man yeah he was the luke skywalker of shining kids no we know for a fact that carrie is was like way way better i mean if we're power ranking uh which i believe we should do a stephen king power ranking episode <laughs> at some point uh obviously duddits from from Dreamcatcher is is the all-time goat yeah, but he's like an alien. No, only in the movie. That's that was made up for the movie. <laughs> he's not an alien in the book. I, uh, yeah. You, I mean, I don't want to get into Stephen King's views on disabled right. people. Hey, let's keep it anime focused. All right, let's leave it at that. <laughs> so yeah, I I like that one. Okay, I think it was all right. All right. I also finished Dead Mount Death Play. This was one I kind of much like Ron Kamenahashi. I kind of just stuck with it. Uh, unlike Ron Kamenahashi, there was no curiosity, though, because I have read the manga. I read everything through and past this season. I just, I guess I just kind of wanted to see how, how they animated it. And it was, it's fine. All right. That's the uh, do-rah-rah-rah guy uh, that I like to say every single time I bring it up because it's so weird. Huh. And... He just he has a he has a particular talent for writing stories that almost become really interesting like they're constantly threatening to like turn the quarter to something that's like really cool. It just it almost it, I'm almost I'm almost getting there. No, oh, oh, it's just like it never takes that final step and that is a unique kind of frustration. Getting uh, anime edged. Yes, exactly. I, I don't know what kind of brain it takes to produce this kind of story, which is setup after setup after setup, but, like, you keep forgetting to pay anything off. You just get super excited about the next setup before you can finish the first one, you know? I mean, I can see that being a fun concept if you play around with it specifically, if that is, like, the focus you're just constantly escalating, no resolution. But obviously that gets old after a while. You have to have a punchline somewhere. Yes, so here's my best way to sum it up. In in Dead Mount Death Play, it's the reverse Isekai. Uh, the corpse god is summoned into modern day Japan. He lives in Shinjuku and he tries to live a normal life. A uh, devil is the part-timer, a whatever you want to call that subgenre. Sort of. Yeah, but he doesn't really lose his powers. He just wants to lay low. But creepy dudes keep, like, stepping to him, you know? So <laughs> imagine Dragon Ball Z where Frieza, Cell, Majin Buu, these guys keep showing up and, like, you know, trying to kill everybody. 
But, like, they just show up, and Goku, like, never has the final fight with them. That just, like, before the final fight, another guy shows up. And then they never get to their final fight, another guy shows up. And they keep introducing these guys, and they start, like, queuing up to the point where you're, like... There's there's so many guys I don't even I don't even know who's supposed to be the bad guy anymore. There's so many of them and they all have beef with each other now. <laughs> what who's supposed to be fighting who? I don't even remember like who's on each other's side. That's Dead Mount Deathblade. Super Smash Brothers situation. <laughs> yeah, but they, no, you don't understand the motivation of any of the characters and uh, they never finish a fight. <laughs> Like a like a tag team game where you can just keep tagging in uh, infinitum uh, new characters. Yes. So it's really weird. It's just weird. Just a weird thing. Well, that's too bad. And and you finished that, though, for some reason. I did. I watched I've watched all of the two seasons that are out and it probably will get a third season. It seemed to be doing OK numbers. Uh, It has a it has a pretty good cliffhanger so i don't know we'll i see. mean was it just to see if there was any resolution that like at all like why stick around for two seasons of that no they did not do anything that strayed particularly from the manga they covered in the first two seasons they kind of covered like the stuff that i was really interested in in the manga uh the stuff that comes afterwards is even worse in the way that i described than the first two seasons mm-hmm. uh so mm-hmm. i i don't know i don't know but I made through all five of those. I managed to, f- I finished my vegetables. Well, good on you. Uh, I did not yeah. finish any of my damn vegetables. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about what we didn't finish then. Okay, well, let's start off with something that we both dropped because we both watched the first episode, maybe episode and a half of Bull Buster. Yes, I watched actually like the first four episodes. Oh, okay, well, then you got way farther in than I did. Uh, I yes. couldn't. I couldn't stomach it. I think that the idea of taking kind of like a more uh, zoomed in look at what a small business that basically their job is to pilot mechs and and fight monsters. But it's like a a focused on the fact that they are a small business uh, and kind of like a lot of the back end stuff. I liked that concept that Bullbuster put out there. Yes. Uh, I thought that the animation was bad, <laughs> uh, especially the CG animation, which is something that continues to plague anime and we'll we'll talk about again in this episode. So I didn't I didn't feel any particular need to to go past the episode and a half that I watched. Did they introduce any concept that was redeeming? I stuck around because while I agree with you, yes, uh, that CGI stuff was egregious, I did really want to see like how this small business stuff was going to interact with the guy who's super passionate about uh, building uh, death machines. I, I thought there's definitely some interesting tension there, and I thought they must develop this in some kind of way. But then there's an episode that's almost entirely about how uh, hard it is to meet their quota and how since they're a small company, they get bullied by bigger companies. And that's like, okay, uh, it's kind of eye rolly. They manage to kill one of these creatures and they take it back, but they never really do anything interesting to it because 
they have to like turn it over to a, a another bigger company to like pay off their their monthly rent for their their warehouse. So they don't even talk about that for very much. There's a whole episode about their logo design that really drags on. And the whole time in the background they're teasing this idea that the mech that is the central thing of the show is going to be used to explore a mystery. Uh-huh. The mystery of monsters, basically. Monsters have shown up, and they need mechs to defeat the monsters. It's pretty pretty standard setup. Well, I mean, they're not interested in getting rid of the monsters. They're, they, that's their business model. If the monsters go away, they don't have money anymore. Yes, yes. But, but, and here's another tension, which is interesting, is that the monsters destroyed one of the employees, like, childhood homes. They take the job super seriously. So they kind of want revenge on the monsters. But that mystery is constantly mentioned and then never developed, at least for the four episodes I watched. And it, it became so frustrating that I just was like, I can't. Nothing interesting is happening and you you keep dodging the one interesting thing I, I actually want to see. And well, then on top of that, the CGI was just got worse and worse. I think the the for me, the premise just never settled because... Basically, they're they're an extermination and, and pest control company, right? <laughs> yeah, they kill an- they kill wild animals. Like they kill animals, and so with industrial if we, machinery. If we take that and apply it to a a real world filter, what would this? What would a grounded take on this be like? That's like a dude who's super bent out of shape that his childhood home was eaten by termites and so he goes on a fucking lifelong crusade and starts a small business around killing termites and other small pests it's uh it's deranged i would say it's more like uh a guy who grew up admiring his hunter grandfather decides to go to mit to develop a hunting rifle that is also like a full body suit of armor so that he can go up to Yosemite and personally <laughs> annihilate every bear he can find. <laughs> yeah. Like that that is more like it. I think that's closer to what's happening in Bullbuster. Yeah. No, that's it. That's yeah. um what's the uh the grizzly man guy? Uh, <laughs> his yeah, nephew Timmy. or whatever. Uh, spent spent the rest of his life developing super bear armor. It's wild. It it really is so crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's so crazy and it's so boring at the same time that uh, honestly I feel like kind of betrayed because there is a totally open space for more fantastical takes on mundane things. Like I mentioned a while back about Magi Lumiere Company that is the magical girl startup company Mm -hmm. uh, for exterminating magic pests that is all about owning and operating a small business right and i like that one a lot more uh even though it has similar subject matter but i think like the idea is is solid it's good but this execution uh not good all right what else what else we got here oh uh i'll throw in one that i dropped almost immediately and that was Paradox Live, uh, the animation. Uh, one of the only fully original, not adapted from uh, light novel or manga anime that came out last season. And boy, was it just dumb. That was the one that was not a death game, but a Battle of the Bands <laughs> elimination game about musical acts. 
doing psychic rap battles against each other. Yes, yes. How many episodes did you watch of this? I got two episodes in. Um, Only two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I couldn't. I couldn't stomach it once they got into the whole plot about how one of the main band's members is basically like a super nepo baby and his parents are like big time record producers and that's why he can just be a pop star and they present this as like a totally cool and awesome thing to aspire to have in like society everyone's like wow that's so cool that his parents are so rich uh, it's awesome that we have rich people like that that can give us cool rich kids. This is more stratified class society bloodline shit. I mean, this is this is the shit we've been complaining about this whole time. So, so no, I couldn't, I couldn't get past that. Uh, yeah, that does suck. Also, they kind of delve deeper into the concept that so paradox was the name of a mysterious basically studio 54 club where all the cool rich like awesome music people hung out and yeah. the did they have phone parties <laughs> you know it did baby hell yeah and one day the building like the physical building just disappeared and then 10 years later it reappears on an island like off the coast of tokyo in tokyo bay and <laughs> does like a willy wonka like call out like all right all the bands come on we're gonna have we're gonna throw down and separate from this just a fact about this world is that there exists a mysterious liquid metal type elemental substance that when exposed to music can emit various energy manipulation stuff right it's like uh it enhances vibrations and causes hallucinations it's whatever it gives you psychic <laughs> right? powers when you rap is what it does <laughs> yeah yeah uh so yeah uh i i thought that that concept would at least be good for a laugh but boy was it not <laughs> yeah that it does that does suck like a lot so so i christmas that cake yeah <laughs> for a similar reason i dropped watching kami arabi god dot app this is the yoko taro cgi show uh death game about little kids who all dress like little businessmen. Oh, that was the one with the character designs by the uh, Soul Eater guy, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I dropped, I got pretty far. I watched almost all of it. I, I didn't watch the last few episodes because we hit an episode, and this is kind of similar to like, oh, you, f you hit the bloodline class society shit and had to drop. I hit the uh, idol worship pop idol worship episode and had to stop because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh this is a death game we have various participants who all have their own powers our main character is basically he's like suicidal 23 out of 24 hours a day except for the one hour where he is talking about this idol that he likes uh so we finally get to an episode where he goes to see the idol and guess what that idol's fucking dead, and it got replaced by one of these death game participants whose power is to replace people. Um, you'd think that would be the bad guy of the episode, right? <laughs> Wait, that's not? <laughs> no, that is not the bad guy. In fact, our main dude uh, defends his right to physically embody the, <laughs> the pop idol that they all love. Oh, no. He defends this guy from a creepy stalker who was trying to bomb the auditorium 
So, yeah, I hated that, like, a lot. Yeah, I hated that so much. It sucked so bad. And I was already teetering on whether I liked the show or not, because there are interesting elements. In fact, the animation of the CGI stuff was fascinating. There was just a real unique sense of movement that they used in the the 3D animation that I just have never seen before in any of these other attempts that I thought was really cool. It was almost like all the characters were modeled as, like, dancers. They never just moved. They, like, flowed. It was strange and cool. I, I, it's hard to describe. I mean, I can see that. I know that Yokotaro is very hands-on with stuff like that, and he, he was very hands-on with designing the specific character animations in, in near Automata in, in those games, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, he was very specific. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much he was involved here. I, I wonder, though. But, like, for every interesting, weird, cool thing, there was just some, like, brain-dead bullshit. It uh, constantly pulling back in the other direction. And just, like, the the idle thing was just a... It was a bridge too far. I had to call it quits. Well, that's too bad. I just... I don't get... We've talked about it a lot, but I don't resonate with the whole idle culture at all i barely resonate with human culture (laughs) while we're talking about Uh, it like it is a way of interacting with media that is totally foreign to me i've never felt the pull for that kind of interaction with the media that i that i engage with i don't want to be that close to it (laughs) yeah all right all right what else what else tell what else did you drop i I don't want to talk about this anymore depressing me (laughs) It is awful. It is really awful. I mean, uh, there's a, a more interesting conversation to have about that stuff. But yeah, I I pretty much the rest of the stuff from last season was stuff that either I had already read, like uh, Helk and Kingdoms of Ruin. Mm-hmm. So I watched a little bit of those and I kind of let them fall to the wayside. Kingdoms of Ruin because I didn't like how fucking <laughs> edgelord it was. Edge Edgelord bullshit it became. Uh, and Helk, because I just had other stuff to watch, even though I love Helk, and I think the anime version was really good. Then there's the other stuff. The other category is stuff that I loved so much that I immediately just went and read the manga <laughs> instead, which is stuff like I watched the first episode of Miki and Dolly and was like, I'm just, fuck, oh, fuck, dude, I am just going to read all of this right now. And I do not regret that. Miki and Dolly ruled. Uh, that shit kicks ass. Under Ninja was the other one where I like I watched I, t- I think I said when I talked about it for the first time like it the first couple episodes I watched and it was like this is so unlike what I was expecting I totally got owned they totally like flipped me on my back oh no and uh, I am I had to go and read all of it that one's still being published so I'm continuing to read all of it and then there's Fry Ren Fry Fry Ren. Fry, yeah, everybody was talking Free about Ren? Free Run for a while. That was Free huge. Ren. I think that was the standout from last season. Free Run got pretty big. Uh, I really like Free Run. I watched a fair amount of episodes compared to these other ones, and I basically said kind of the same thing. I'm gonna, I'm going to read more of this. I'm going to probably come back to that anime because I did think it kind of kicked ass. But at the same time, it is very brooding and melancholy. So it's not exactly. It does not demand your attention like like uh, uh, this other stuff it's cool though 
immortal elf being sad. That's that's okay. I can deal with that. Even if it is fetish shit, I can deal with it. <laughs> you know what? It's surprisingly not pervert shit, uh, at least for the stuff that I watched. <laughs> from the amount of feet shots people were posting around line from the anime, I don't know about I don't know about that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. When I get further in, maybe I'll change my tune. <laughs> Uh, all right, why don't we why don't we take a break and when we come back we can talk about the upcoming winter twenty four season. All right, we'll put a book cap on this. A book cap? A book end? Book ending? We'll kneecap it. A kneecap? We'll kneecap this we'll kneecap this year. Yeah. We did it. We did it, right, Nate? We've, I mean, we watched all the anime. That's crazy. We've categorically watched all of the anime, and that's why we are the only anime podcast. I'm so glad we finished all the anime. We'll never have to watch new anime again because we did it. Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got news in. Uh, it turns out that that they're making more anime. What? They're making more anime after all that anime? What do people need more? Apparently the people have an insatiable hunger for these <laughs> Japanese middle schoolers. Jesus Christ, it was we have so much. I'm talking about hundreds of anime at this point. I've sinked hundreds of thousands of hours into watching anime at this point, and it feels like it's all for naught because they just keep making it. What is even the point of, like, watching anime if there's just going to be more of it? It really makes me feel like we're wasting our time here. <laughs> uh, it, it's a little bit like uh, rolling the boulder up the hill, right? Yes. Well, uh, well an eagle pecks out our, our liver or whatever. Exactly. Is there really anything more Sisyphean than, than trying to watch anime? I don't think so. I can't think of any. Anime is both the eagle and the boulder. <laughs> okay. Uh, what horrors await us then? Well, you put together a list of, of stuff that looks good, possibly, or at least interesting, worth watching coming out. Yes, we've got a winter 2024 season, and we are right on the cusp of it. We are talking about a week away. And and I've got a uh, a little follow-up note list here of stuff that that is categorically not good by all appearances, <laughs> but uh, I'll probably check it out anyway because I love trash. Yes, you say you are horrified and repulsed by them, but secretly in your heart of hearts you are you are salivating for these oh i'm a i'm a little piggy i love rooting around yes in the mud in the muck gotta find those truffles man to thine own self be true <laughs> all right well let's start off with a let's start off with a hopeful note uh what what are you looking forward to okay well let's let's do the couple of light hits season two of mashley is coming out. Uh, Muscle Wizard, yeah. Yes, yes. And season two of Dangers in My Heart, Boku no Kokoro no Yabayatsu. Now, I, I'm interested in that one particularly because I did just catch up on the manga very recently. I did a binge all the way up to the most recent stuff. So Wow, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, well, it's close. I think it's like 190 chapters. So it, they've had a real good run so far, you know? Yes. Now, I've made myself uh, pretty clear on this. I think it rules. Mashley is also pretty good. 
pretty good. I wasn't super impressed by the first season of that, but um, I still like the concept. So uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Maybe the animation got better because uh, it proved itself to be fairly popular in the first season. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll give maybe, it a see. Maybe like the way people have really turned on Harry Potter uh, kind of has put a damper on Ashley a little no, bit. No, no. In fact, I think that's one of the reasons that really made it popular uh, as much as it was <laughs> with the first so? season. It was an alternative. Uh, hey. <laughs> Uh, at the very least, a not explicitly anti-trans alternative to Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. Uh, Mashley is obviously pro-trans. Uh, there's no uh, explicitly trans characters in it, but you could you can just kind of tell from the ways certain characters talk and act. Other than that, we've got the big player. I mean, there's hardly anything we need to say about this, but Dungeon Meshi, Delicious in Dungeon, that shit is coming out. New anime from Trigger, uh, and I am salivating over it. So excited. That's coming out on uh, the 4th. We are right on the cusp, and I am so excited. I cannot say any more about it. Uh, That is going to be the show of the season. Uh, don't even need to think about my it. My birthday's in January, and it is it is going to be coming out right around then. And so I consider myself a lucky little birthday boy. <laughs> That's what I'm excited for. That shit is going to kick ass. Uh, less said the better, honestly. So let's get into something that is a little more surprising. Something off the beaten path. Come on, hit me. Yeah. So here's one that I have tried and failed to get everybody I know to read. It's called The Witch and the Beast. Now, that is something that you had me read way <laughs> back in the very first uh, one-chapter collection of stuff that you wanted me to check out. Uh, and I yes. liked it. I did like it. Uh, I'm not sure why I never followed up with it. It fucking rules. When uh, we ever get to a point where we talk about, like, what are the best modern manga, uh, it's going to be in that list for sure. I'm not sure where, but it kicks ass so fucking hard. Witch and the Beast... This is sort of a mystery story about a man who has body swapped into the uh, witch who has cursed him and now needs to track the witch down to get his body back. But in the meantime, he's a cute anime girl. Now, I realize that sounds uh, uh, maybe bad, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I assure you this is... This is unlike anything you've seen before. That is the cute anime girl that he is. Is that the witch's body? Or did she just turn him into... Well, it, it, no, that's it's implied. It's implied that there was a body well, swap. I don't know. Maybe she swapped him with uh, another random uh, anime girl. A third party in this situation. Could be. Could be. You'll have to watch and find out. I'm excited. I watched the yes. trailer right before we started recording. Uh, you had some some misgivings about the animation house, but the trailer looked okay yeah, to me. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. This is being done by Yokohama Animation Lab. Uh, they did Kingdoms of Ruin right before that. I think that's maybe why I had reservations, because I thought Kingdoms of Ruin wasn't the best-looking show, but uh, I don't know. They, they've done plenty of stuff. I'm not that worried. I'm just hoping there's no CGI. <laughs> Let's just cross our fingers and hope there's no CGI. Now, I, I do have to issue this warning. If anybody tries to tell you that it is, uh, it has steampunk vibes, they are incorrect. It is not a steampunk show. People have been saying this for whatever reason. Believe me, that this is not steampunk. I mean, this sounds cool, so it can't be steampunk. Exactly, exactly. And it is cool. 
and it rules and there's no steampunk involved don't let people take you off the beaten path and convince oh, man. you to steampunk uh, why is at every every anime convention I've ever been to there's always been a steampunk night and it's always been the one that I've avoided like the plague every time <laughs> like that is like alright uh, that's the that's the free block of time that I'm not doing anything <laughs> uh, because I do not have the patience or or the grace or the physical stamina to stand up to that kind of person, you know, that kind of steampunk person, you know, who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the steampunk couple that is always looking for a third. Uh, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> hey, me and my wife saw you across the anime convention and uh, yeah. me and my Victorian wife. Uh, she's the one over there with the thick goggles. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> Couldn't help but notice you from across the room. I think I think it is the combination of whimsy and British shit. It's like two extraordinarily toxic things that combine well, yeah, together. It's because it's trying to put like a fun, wacky fantasy spin on the age of high colonialism and crimes against humanity in the name <laughs> of making Britain more rich. Yeah, the dawn of industrialization. Romanticizing that does seem particularly acrid. Hey, w- hey, what if the industrial age and child labor... <laughs> what if that was cool and fun actually yeah that said uh, man i do love steam steam boy that, that's a cool movie uh love me some Otomo. <laughs> yes it was cool <laughs> it was also before we really knew it's before we knew okay so let's let's go to uh, it, this is an interesting one let's go to the next one here this is particularly interesting Metallic Rouge. Yeah, I watched the trailer for that a long time ago, actually. That's one that I've been looking forward to for a bit. Yeah, they teased this a long time ago. So, I mean, what I I got from it uh, is it looks a little bit Blade Runner, uh, a a little bit Dirty Pair, maybe some City Hunter thrown in there. And the font is the Metal Gear Solid font, so it hits a Pavlovian response. (laughs) Yeah, we've got uh, Androids. We've got assassination missions. We've got extraplanetary travel. And it's a completely original work from Studio Bones. This is not based on a manga, which is maybe the only one we can talk about right now that isn't, uh, which is pretty cool. I'm always excited for original works. Yeah. I wish all anime was original works, but, you know, I'll, I'll take what I can I get. I mean, we, we've, we mentioned it before. My issue with with adaptations especially with the pipeline that they've set up of of shonen hit to anime adaptation whether or not the story you're telling is even suited for animation my my big issue is most shows are almost bound to never be finished be, they just end up being advertisements for continuing with the manga because there's no way that Unless you're a Naruto or a One Piece or or a My Hero Academia, like they're not going to bother animating all 200 chapters or whatever. 
they're going to do one season, and then if people like it, they're going to have to follow up with reading the manga. Well, at least you can read the manga. I mean, this is the fate of, like, all the mid and late 2000s Lost clones that I watched uh, and that never got a second season. <laughs> hey, Hero Season 2. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, Flash Forward <laughs> that ends on the most crazy cliffhanger you've ever seen in your life and then just disappears forever. Uh, nobody ever talks about it again like it didn't happen. It's like the whole world is gaslighting you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do want to say Metallic Rouge is the guy who directed Carol and Tuesday, which I really liked and looked really good. So I've got a lot of I've got a lot of hope for that. I think that's really cool. Now, Carol and Tuesday, that's one that was on my list because uh, uh, a bunch of the episodes were co-directed by Shinichiro Watanabe, the Cowboy Bebop guy. Yes. Uh, one of the few things that he's worked on in recent years. So definitely I'm going to check out Metallica Rouge, but uh, people out there, you should check out Carol and Tuesday, too. It, it's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, Motonobu Hori. Uh, I'm expecting great things. Uh, hey, he did um, some key animation on Steam Boy now while we're talking about it. No way. Uh, well, I mean, time is a flat circle. Uh, yeah. We might as well mention uh, Buchi Giri, since it is the only other original work on this list. This is a new MAPPA show, and this is being directed by Hiroko Utsumi, who did that. You remember a little while back, everyone got extremely horny about that boys swimming team show called Free? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is this is her new show. Okay. I don't really know a lot about the story. It seems like some kind of like a high school comedy of errors mixed up with more of a traditional shonen thing going on. But I, again, I... I'm absolutely down for, like, any original anime. Well, okay, so uh, Hiroko Utsumi, you also noted on here that she directed Skate the Infinity, yes. which was less than well-received. Unfortunately, she did Skate the Infinity as well, but much like, let's say, Beck or whatever, where uh, uh, I really could not get over the uh, particular subject matter, the treatment of the subject matter, uh, <laughs> Skate the Infinity drove me insane because... The skateboarding is so insanely stupid in that show. <laughs> as somebody who, you know, as little as it is, came from a skateboarding background, really could not get over that part at all. Uh, what else? Come on. Come on. Winter 24. There's got to be more to look forward to. Sure. I mean, honestly, the rest of these are maybe edge cases. We've got, uh, you know, the other one that I am hopeful for is called Sengoku Yoko. This is by uh, Satoshi Mizukami, who did Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, which I uh, wasn't really up on, but also did Spirit Circle, which I was extremely up on. This one's kind of weird. It's kind of uh, a throwback period piece, humans versus yokai kind of thing. I think this story is interesting. I don't know much about Studio White Fox. I don't know anything about them. I guess we're just going to have to see how that plays out. Let me see what they did. They did, uh, looks like a bunch of ReZero stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Which I'll try not to bias myself against them for that. They did uh, uh, one of the Goblin Slayer, looks like movies, maybe? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they did Steins Gate. Uh, oh, they did Girls Last Trip. Oh, cool. What, that was, was that the one about the two girls in the apocalypse? Well, that is, I mean, there's a hundred 
thousand shows about that, but yes, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, nailed it, uh, statistically. You got it. You got it. You could say that about pretty much any title I bring up, and it, it'll probably be true. <laughs> oh, hey, it's about those two anime girls, and there's, like, some kind of disaster. Yeah, Gakko Garashi? No, uh, Girls Last Trip. Yeah, so I don't know. That uh, That's one to check out the first episode of. Who, who knows? Who knows? Now we've got a couple <laughs> that are... Um, here, I'll I'll do this one. This is a big question mark for me called Meiji Gekin 1874. I saw that on the list. Yes. This is kind of a weird one. This is like a very non-shonen-y period piece about a guy who, I guess, accidentally becomes a cop for some reason and has to uh, solve mysteries. How do you accidentally become a cop? I don't know. I think because cops are like just becoming a thing uh, in 1874. <laughs> Before that, it was just guys who would kill you. Samurai. Like, they were just yeah, cops. Yeah, those were guys who will just kill you. And in knights, like... They're just cops. Yeah, but they don't, like, solve mysteries or anything. They just kill you. <laughs> They'll just kill you. They'll just kill you. I think this is this guy is like, oh, no, I have to solve mysteries now. Okay. I don't. I know well, nothing about that, but I am, I am excited to see it. Didn't they do an Ace Attorney game in, like, the 1800s where he has to play, like, an old-timey Japanese lawyer? Uh, yeah, that was the later ones, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the great attorney games. I can't remember the character's name. Uh, he, he, he was not Phoenix Wright anymore because uh, he wasn't born yet. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, old-timey detective. Everybody loves an old-timey detective. Yes. Uh, like, Sherlock, like Sherlock Holmes. He's the quintessential old-timey detective. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Speaking of steampunk. <laughs> okay, now the, my last two are going to lead perfectly into yours because these are the rogues gallery. Uh, as we descend further and further into the trash pile. Yes, now now we are in the dregs of this season. Just two I want to mention because they are particularly notorious and I just want to throw them out there because of that. Maho Shoujo ni Aku Garete. Whatever, something like that. The, the English translation, they've translated to Gushing Over Magical Girls. I seem to remember there was a different title before, but I don't want to mention it. I can't even imagine what could be worse than that. <laughs> yes, uh, this is a chick who accidentally becomes the villain of a, like a magical girl setup because she loves magical girls so much. And she she likes uh, she likes doming the magical girls. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Uh, she shows up. The magical girls try to defeat her, <laughs> and um, she she goes Fifty Shades on them. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, this is a this is a this is a weird one. Just carrying on the tradition of just throwing in every in every season, just a few just straight fetish shows. Listen, you have to give the you have to give the mob their red meat. Uh yeah. And on the same tip, Mato Seihei no slave. Finally, the adaptation everybody's been waiting for. Well, so they've uh decided to localize this title as Chained Soldier, but that's not really what it what the title is. Yes. These cowards couldn't call it the slave of the the magical girl force core or whatever it is they chickened out at the last second <laughs> so it's chained soldier on the flip side this is of course about the man whose uh, fetish is being domed by the magical girls mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we've got both sides of the coin here <laughs> <laughs> like it's 
beyond belief that this was uh, as somehow ended up being as popular as it was to the point where it can get an anime, but here we are. Man, this season has something for the whole family. <laughs> yes. The less said about this one, the better, to be honest. Just a heads up, those are somehow... Uh, mixed into the pot. All right. I, have we have we run out of of stuff that's even worth mentioning? Because I have some stuff that's definitely not worth mentioning, uh, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Those are all the notables I can think of. All right. Well, now we descend fully into the trash heap of winter 2024. Oh, God. Uh, and Jesus and I'm going to start off with one that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, yours and mine, our favorite high school romance, Hokkaido gals are super cute. Now I'm again. I am almost certain this is not the original <laughs> translation of this manga. Well, okay, so I think it it pretty much is. The literal translation is Hokkaido gals are super adorable, or uh, Dosanko gals. Dosanko is kind of like kind of like a local a slur for for him. Yeah, <laughs> a slur. It's a slur. It, it, basically, it's like calling somebody a hillbilly. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trailer trash. A uh, redneck, uh, <laughs> well, what have you. Um, uh, some kind of, of hill person. <laughs> and I have to admit, I've actually, I've been following the manga for a while now. Oh, Jesus I Christ. I know. This is so disappointing. It really is the platonic ideal of kind of the trashiest of, of high school rom-com premises. You have kind of a, a nothing main character who gets transferred to a high school in Hokkaido from Tokyo. And basically, the, the premise is in the title. He gets off the bus, immediately starts talking to the first local girl that he sees. I mean, that's it. That's that's the premise. It's him going to this to this hillbilly town and be like, wow, uh, I guess hillbilly girls can be hot too. Yeah, cool, man. Very cool. And we're finally getting the anime adaptation we deserve. So be on the lookout. Great. And you must be very excited. Super excited. Top of my list. Yeah. I already told yeah. you. Now, how much of the budget do you think went into the tits? 69%, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. He said the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, the way I imagine this show, uh, like other trashy Rob Cobb shows in the past, the characters are basically completely static. And then every, like, five or six minutes, there's the most animation you've ever seen that are just, like, boob sway. Uh, and then the characters go back to standing stock still. I disagree with you, but that's more or less what I'm expecting and what I want from it. So <laughs> I can't, uh, <laughs> I don't really have a leg to stand on here. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh. What else? What else is coming up? Uh, um this one caught my eye, and I have no idea what the actual translation of this title is, but it is uh, Meito Isekai no Yu uh, Kaitakuki. <laughs> what? Uh, hunting 40 onsen in a foreign world. Okay. I think is what we got. Uh, sure. Basically, it is an isekai about a guy who really his his hobby is hunting down new hot springs, onsens that he's never been to. And and reviewing them, and one day, well, out in the mountains, looking for a hidden, uh, mystical hot spring that a local legend told him about, he slips on a rock and fucking dies because he's a loser. Wow! And the god of the hot spring takes pity on him, as as many gods in these isekai do, and reincarnates him in a magical fantasy land full of new hot springs and cute monster girls that he gets to get into compromising hot springs related scenarios with now do you think the god 
created the fantasy world? Or was did he just go out and find one? I've often wondered that about a lot of isekai, you know. We never really pinned that down. Yeah. I kind of brought it up earlier. I was I was wondering why the isekai e, the isekai person, <laughs> uh, the isekai individual, why they never or very rarely get transported back into their own world. Usually when they do, it's a time travel thing or they've become younger in some way. Yeah, or hot. That happens sometimes. Or sometimes they just become hot. And so, yeah, I, I wonder, is the fantasy world created as part of the apology contract? Like, you get to not only be a cool person in this world, but it has been painstakingly built from the ground up to cater to you in every possible fashion. Yes. Because that's the way they play out, right? You know, that's what they're trying to evoke. Oh, absolutely. It, it, I mean, yes, it is pure it is pure wish fulfillment. Yeah. I, I wonder I wonder how that breaks down the psychology of it that there are very few sci-fi isekai. It's almost exclusively fantasy worlds. Yeah, that's a good point that I'd never thought of before. Why yeah, aren't there so it many? Is weird. Why aren't there? I can't think of any sci-fi isekai. I've seen a few. I've seen a few. They are basically insignificant next to the amount of fantasy isekai. It's very strange. You know, the closest one I can think of is like now and then here and there, which is both not in the standard wheelhouse of other isekai, I wouldn't say, uh, mostly because that one is uh, a, a very painstaking look at the implications of being a child soldier more than anything. Yeah, it's basically that one and Futurama, and that's it. Yeah, Futurama. <laughs> Futurama is an isekai, and it's a sci-fi one. You got it. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So yeah, uh, Onsen Hunter in Another World. Check that out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what else I got? I have The Foolish Angel Dances with the Devil. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jack Nicholson in Batman. Hey, you ever dance with the foolish angel in the pale moonlight? <laughs> oh, no. This one is a high school rom-com on appearance, but the actual hook kind of got me interested. And I don't think it looks amazing, but it, it, it caught my eye. So this is about, you know, your standard rom-com couple at a high school. Uh, you got your slacker bad boy and your preppy good girl. And they have an illicit relationship. But the twist is he's a demon sent to corrupt the kids at the school. And she's an angel sent to save all the kids at the school. Naturally, naturally. And boy, do they have some conflicting feelings about that. Now, how do you think that he's going to corrupt the children? Like, is he going to, like, buy them beer? He's probably, yeah, he's going to convince them to buy beer. Uh, hey, kid, want to hit this joint? I got plenty. Uh, he's probably going to try and get them into American music. You ever heard of Bon Jovi? <laughs> hey, kid, you ever hear of the fucking boss? Springsteen, man. <laughs> no, that's the devil's music. He's, what, he, he's going to try and... I don't know, get them to jaywalk, talk back to their parents, not do their homework. <laughs> Actually, that's probably the most realistic one. He's like, you know, talk them, 
to like skip school and yeah support ju- social justice causes <laughs> yeah he's he's gonna he's gonna wokeify all the kids oh no he's turning all the kids woke the angel has to put a stop to this immediately <laughs> yep except uh I, I think the angel gets woke too the angel is also corrupted uh he puts his devilish charms on her yeah yeah and and okay uh, that 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 was one. Uh, it doesn't actually look like the worst on this list, but I, I just think the premise is pretty silly, and I don't, I don't think that it's going to be that much better than your st- than your average high school cheesecake rom com. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really doubt they're going to dive too far into the mythological implications of an angel and a devil hanging out. I would love that though. Although I guess they were already outshadowed by uh, Good Omens. Well, and I never got to mention it, but I read a manga recently about an angel and a devil hanging out that was like really good. Uh, but we'll get to that one. Okay. All right. Okay. This one I put on here just because I don't think the premise is really that egregious in any way, but the way they've localized the title, I find both hilarious and exploitative. It is a rom-com about a deaf girl, uh, going to college who basically falls in love with the only guy who knows how to use sign language there. Oh, yes, I've read the first couple chapters of this. And and the title that they've gone with is called A Sign of Affection, which is like <laughs> so fucking dollar store romance. Uh, <laughs> check out aisle at Safeway. It's very Hallmark for sure. Uh, I, I really hope it takes place at Christmas and maybe they move to a small town together and she starts a bakery. That's the only way this could get more cheesy. <laughs> Actually, I mean, you're kind of close, except like her friend owns a bar and they go and hang out there. And the boy is like, he knows a bunch of foreign languages, not just sign language. And she thinks like, that's really cool. Oh, he's a polyglot. Yeah, yeah, he runs into some Germans in Japan, and they're, like, you know, stupid and boorish, but he can talk to them, you know? They're like, (laughs) Like hey, uh, we want you to come hang out with our Italian friend. Where can we find your Asian spaghetti? (laughs) 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 Dunkerson. Yeah, it's like that kind of shit. Uh, it, It seemed cute, I don't know. It seemed pretty harmless from the chapters I read. It does look harmless. I just, I was really taken aback by how stupid that title is. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what the official translation, the Japanese title is Yubisaki to Renren, which I don't think translates sure, literally sure. to a sign of affection, <laughs> mostly because <laughs> it would be very impressive if they were going for an English pun in their Japanese yeah, title. That'd be pretty crazy. So that's everything that stood out to me. What uh, what else? The Demon Prince of Momochi House, another kind of boy harem anime about a girl collecting magical boys. We got a white-haired fox fox guy, just like there's a white-haired fox guy in Sengoku Yoko. You talked about that. Yep, yep. Though in that case, it is a transformation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, Pon no Michi, which is a kind of girls hanging out anime about a homeless girl who inherits a bar. And the whole premise is just she makes it a place for people to hang out at. Oh, like uh, like a bar. Yeah, like a bar. But, you know, not one that serves alcohol because she's a teenager. So what? Like a boring bar. <laughs> that's not a bar. That's like that's a cafe. But you know they don't they don't serve coffee. Well, no, it's a it's a it's a discotheque. 
yeah, I suppose if they play music, uh, you have to get different licenses to run a discotheque, though. She doesn't have like a, a dance floor in her not club. No, it's just it's just like a space where people can go to hang out. Sounds not very profitable. They call it a parlor in the description. That sounds even more seedy <laughs> than a bar. Calling something a parlor. <laughs> it, it does have a, a, a bit of a red light tint to it, doesn't it? Yeah, and like there are back rooms where things happen. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's the whole winter season right there. I mean, let's be honest. The winter season is is dungeon meshy. That's 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 it. Yeah. I mean, that's the one that I'm looking forward to most. Yes, that is that is it. Uh, we're going to have some movies and stuff. Obviously, the Spy Fam movie. We're going to have that Chainsaw movie. Hell yeah. Two weeks, baby. That's anime for the next three months. That's all of it. You just got taken to anime school. And we laid out your entire curriculum. I hope you got the handout. Uh, there will be a test. There will be pop quizzes. It's going to affect your GPA and your class ranking. <laughs> if you didn't get the syllabus, uh, ask another classmate to... Uh, take a picture and send it to you. And we don't talk enough about how fucked up it is that, like, Japan just has published class rankings for students. It is a part of that thing. I mean, I, I, I know I sound like a crank every time I talk about how, you know, in America we have the, the, the school-to-prison pipeline, um, but Japan somehow tops us by, like, creating basically little fascist training camps. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Winter 24. Yeah, yeah. Let's look, look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, beautiful and handsome listeners. I think that we've uh, squeezed out this sponge for now. Uh, go, go be on the lookout for the stuff we talked about. Do watch the anime. It would make us happy if you watch the anime. I don't give a shit if you watch the anime or not, but uh, do listen to the show. I'm going to take it very personally if you don't. Go out and watch the anime. I, I, I no longer care. I just want my number to go up. So listen to the show. Make other people listen to the show. Okay. Well, if yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the thing. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Check out the TikTok at the Anime Death Spiral. We're out there. We're putting out the videos. Download, subscribe, make do other all people stuff. do the stuff too. Yeah, please. At gunpoint, if need be. Yeah, I don't care if you use violence. I encourage it explicitly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For legal reasons, I don't, but, you know, like, parody, I do. Parody, yeah. parody, parody, alleged. Parody. Alleged parody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk about anime some other time. I'm sick of anime. All right, let's get out of here. Right, bye. bye. Myers rum, let's do this.